you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well-endowed. You might have noticed we're a little late in posting our mid-month episode. Yeah, sorry about that, friends, and thanks for your patience. We had planned to deliver part four of our Trailhead series, but need a little more time to bring it together. So for now, we're bringing you a heartwarming story to welcome in the holiday season. And then we'll be back to the series next time. Right. On this episode, we see how Santa's Anonymous builds a community around making children feel thought of and cared for at Christmas time. It may only be mid-November, but we see all your trees and lights on the socials. It's been a hard nine months, and Edmonton is leaning hard into celebrating the solstice this year. And we're here for it. Of course, not everyone celebrates Christmas, and for those that do, not everyone celebrates it in the same way. But there are thousands of families in Edmonton currently decorating their homes, baking cookies, and you guessed it, buying presents. All in preparation to show one another how much we care and want to support each other. This year is going to be an especially hard season for all of us. It's hard to predict what the holidays will look like with the pandemic, and it's likely that we won't be able to see everyone we wish to. And on top of that, many families have been experiencing significant financial burdens, which means buying presents for the kids may not be possible. That's where Santa's Anonymous comes in. With an extraordinary team of volunteers and toy donations from Edmontonians, they try to make sure that every child has a new toy to open on Christmas. As we're about to hear, that thoughtfulness goes a long way in making children feel cared for and valued. Lisa Pruden sat down with Jocelyn Roberts. I'm Jocelyn Roberts. I'm the Santa's Anonymous Youth Ambassador for this year. And Janine Foote. I'm Janine Foote. I'm the Marketing Communications Manager with 630 Chance Santa's Anonymous. To learn more. Thanks, Andrew. To get the story started, I want to share a speech that Jocelyn presented at the volunteer appreciation event held by Santa's Anonymous earlier this year. She presented it as a past recipient of toys from Santa's Anonymous, to the volunteers that make the whole thing go. Jocelyn was kind enough to read it again for our podcast, and I can't think of a better way to introduce this incredible person. Um, hold on to your hearts. So I'm Jocelyn Roberts. I'm now 17 years old, and I've represented Canada's youth at COP24 and COP25, which stands for Conference of Parties. And I've also represented Canada's youth at COI14, which is Conference of Youth. I graduated high school with nearly double the minimum required credits, and I was on the minister, Provincial Minister of Education's Youth Council, uh, which just finished, and I would like to do environmental sciences for a university. That specific list of things are things that I'm proud to have done and proud to, to be involved with. I really never thought that I would have accomplished the things that I have already, especially being 17, or that I choose an intellectually demanding and challenging career path. My family has always been low income, and the only consistent thing has been my mom, who's a single mother of four. 
I know that my family's financial circumstances have set me apart from most of my classmates throughout my schooling. My mother has always done the best that she could to provide us with life's necessities and opportunities, but children are not immune to feeling the secondhand stress from financial turmoil, specifically during the holidays. Christmas is too often a time of tension and financial uncertainty when it really should be about love and family. We show our love for one another through presents during Christmas, and as a widely celebrated holiday, it has a unifying effect, bringing a feeling of belonging. Financial circumstance does not define you or your worthiness of love, and is not something to be ashamed of. This is what I've learned in my now 17 years of walking this earth, which makes me so old and wise. <laughs> I'm unsure of who I would be, where I would be, and what I would have accomplished without Santa's Anonymous. Despite my family's circumstances, Santa's Anonymous allowed my younger self to feel the same love, the same joy, and creative freedom through new toys, and the same feeling of belonging as other families and children do during Christmas. You gave me the toys that allowed me to grow, explore, and not only to find my potential, but also to follow through with it. I can't speak on behalf of the parents on the receiving end, but I do know how heartbreaking it is to want to give someone everything all the happiness in the world, but being unable to. Santa's Anonymous takes that weight off the parents' shoulders, allowing them to stay afloat and see their kids smile. I now volunteer with Santa's Anonymous with my mom so that I can give back to Santa's Anonymous and also so that I can help make a child's Christmas a happy time. When I volunteer with Santa's Anonymous, I choose the toys to wrap. Searching through the toys and wrapping them, I wonder, which child will receive this gift? What are their aspirations? Who will they become? Children have an incredible creativity unbound by fear, which is why nurturing that creative nature is so important to their growth and to the future of society. Their imaginations must run wild and take shape in toys to bring up these future change makers. When we make and deliver gifts, we're not just handing out toys. We hound out hope, a lending hand, a stepping stone for equity for these children and their families to reach their potential and take a step into the future. There's a saying that it takes a village to raise a child, and the community that Santa's Anonymous creates and maintains is very much that village. Based on the low income measure of 2015, there were 4.8 Canadians living as low income, and children under the age of 18 made up nearly a quarter of that. That is 1.2 million children at risk of being alienated from a holiday, which represents love. 1.2 million children, too many, questioning their worth, their sense of belonging, and Santa's existence. Santa's Anonymous is real, and you, volunteers, make Christmas possible for these children. It is because of your generous contributions and the many, many hours that you put into this program that so many children in Edmonton have a happy holiday. You bring love and peace into the homes that need it most. No matter how much, how big or small of an impact you think you made, you're changing and saving lives. Thank you so much for your contribution to our community and for being such kind, caring, and genuine people. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. It's just, it's such a beautiful speech and so well articulated on your part to acknowledge what families are going through and the importance of that inclusion um, that is offered by this community. So thank you for letting us share that speech. Whew, that speech gets me every time I hear it. 
I had the privilege of talking to Jocelyn Moore about some of the ideas in her speech around belonging and feeling valued. But first, I asked if she could tell us about her role as Youth Ambassador for Santa's Anonymous. Um, I've had some opportunities come up recently where I get to reach out to kids and talk to them about Santa's Anonymous and get them involved with it. I also get media opportunities such as this one where I get to talk about my experience with Santa's Anonymous and um, alongside Janine talk about everything that's changing specifically this year and get other people involved and knowing about it, just spreading the word. Well, I think that's a great place to start then, actually. Can you tell us a bit about Santa's Anonymous? Yeah, so Santa's Anonymous is run through 630 Ched. It helps low-income families in Edmonton and surrounding areas to get gifts uh, during Christmas time for their kids. And it's run mainly through volunteers. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, and so what, what is your story with Santa's Anonymous? How did you find out about them? I'm a past recipient uh, with Santa's Anonymous. So when I was a kid, uh, we got gifts and I grew up and learned that we got gifts. I had no idea when I was younger that we actually were recipients. Um, but then when I did find out, um, my mom and I started volunteering with Santa's Anonymous and now we do it quite regularly. One of the things you talk about uh, it, in your speech and your experience with Santa's Anonymous is um, having that idea change of how you valued yourself. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so something that I've struggled with growing up as um, low-income and being in a low-income family was that I somehow felt... Uh, less than my peers solely based on our financial statuses and how that played a role into everything including self-esteem and my view on the world and myself and being involved with Santa's Anonymous being a recipient and then also volunteering it, it gave me a level playing field with everyone else and um, was able to have the same experiences and feelings and opportunities as they did because of the actions of people that I didn't even know. And so that allowed me to work on how I saw myself and better myself. And then as I started volunteering, it helped me to kind of overcome that mindset that your worth is based on your financial status and getting through that and finding my worth and all of that fun, vulnerable stuff. All that fun, vulnerable stuff is really hard for most of us to think about or to share with other people the way that Jocelyn is sharing with us. There's still a lot of stigma attached to being in a low-income situation, and that stigma can make anyone feel alone or less than. If you think about it, one of the first things we ask a new person when we meet them is, what do you do? We ask about their work, which is really like asking someone, so what's your socioeconomic status? There's a lot of pressure in our world to be defined and valued by our income. All of us deal with the idea of how to value ourselves. So I think it's, it's very cool that you're already deciding for yourself what that value is. And, and where, where have you gotten to on that? How do you value yourself? I 
<laughs> I'd like to value myself and the things that I do for others. So I've gotten very involved with my community, being that through Sans Anonymous and a bunch of different um, extracurriculars that I'm involved with. I was actually just awarded the Community Impact Award through my housing complex. So I've tried to find my value of myself and other people through how we interact with others and how we treat others. Um, because there's so much talk about when you die, you can't bring all of that stuff with you and you're never going to think about uh, what you have, but what you've done. I wanted to also get your thoughts about at Christmas time and what people are feeling and experiencing or what they're looking for at Christmas. Um, again, I'll reference your wonderful speech where you had said um, that people are looking for belonging. And so I was wondering if you wanted to expand a little bit more on that idea. Right. So um, specifically in my speech, I did mention how Christmas is a very widely celebrated holiday. And so participating in celebrating Christmas is, uh, it kind of brings a unifying effect between people because we're all celebrating the same thing around the same time. And if you're financially unable to participate in it, it kind of makes you feel secluded from that. And no one, no one wants to be alienated from a holiday, which is based on expressing your love and appreciation for one another through gifts and so I think during Christmas people don't really care what gift you got them you know I'm very young <laughs> and I haven't had my own job and money to buy people gifts for a really long time so I'm still trying to figure out what people want and the response that I get from my family is they don't really care what I get them it's just the thought behind it and so uh, specifically with Santa's Anonymous, it's, it's not about what they're getting, but the fact that they're getting something. And so that shows that someone cares. And so it's not the toy that matters specifically, but it is really the thought behind it because there's so many people playing into it that there's so much extra love in all of those packages than just it coming from one person because it's coming from the whole community. That was a very cool thing also to be reading about, um, that there are so many volunteers and people who, who make Santa's Anonymous happen. What did that feel like for you? Like, what was it that you heard that the volunteers had done and how did that make you feel? As a recipient, it was just kind of gifts <laughs> um and then I got older and I was like hey these gifts came from Santa's Anonymous I was like wacky what's Santa's Anonymous and then um my mom was like oh it's a bunch of volunteers I was like cool let's do it so then I went in and it wasn't until I started volunteering that I really saw how everything worked and how many people were involved in it and then I was asked to do uh, write this speech and then read it at the Volunteers Appreciation Night. And that was uh, really when it just like blew my mind how big the operation was. The operation is massive. Janine Foote is the Marketing Communications Manager at Santa's Anonymous. She was on the Zoom with Jocelyn to tell us about the behind-the-scenes magic that makes Santa's Anonymous happen. 
I asked her how many volunteers Santa's Anonymous works with in a year. Um, typically anywhere between 1,500 and 2,500, just depending on the year and what events and things we have going on. Wow. And so how many toys do you deliver on average a year or, or how many families receive? So we actually don't often do the actual toy number, uh, which would be an interesting thing to do. So every child actually gets four toys per bag. Um, so it actually probably ends up being about 100,000 toys that go out every year. Um, and about 10,000 families on that one delivery day will hit with all those volunteers that come and drive. And then it ends up being about 20 to 25,000 kids every single year, depending on the need and what goes on that year. Wow. So 10,000 families and upwards of 20,000 to 25,000 children who are receiving the same kind of community love and support that you receive, Jocelyn. Yeah. So cool. It is. Um, Janine, could you outline the different ways that people are volunteering coming together? So, I mean, right from the very beginning, at first we have a greeter. When you walk in the door, those are fully staffed, um, like nine, 10 hour day volunteer run that they, they're the person that's greeting you. Uh, we have people that do the sorting. So once those toys do sit for three three days, we'll actually have sorters that go through and look at each toy, decide if it needs a battery, gets a battery. If it's for a three-year-old, it goes in this box. If it's for a two-year-old, it goes in that box. So they sort through, like someone touches every single toy that comes in the depot. And then you have our uh, gifting volunteers like Jocelyn and Anita, who will go and uh, actually pick out the toys. So they'll choose, uh, let's say a girl age 11 and they'll go and they'll choose that exact toy. And that's what that child's gonna open on Christmas mornings. A book, a plush toy, and then two toys that go into that bag. And then once we have those individual bags, then we have someone that turns them into family bags. So Jocelyn has a sibling, that bag and her bag go in together and then it's put into a zone depending on where that person lives. So there's all these little steps that lead up to it. And then we've got volunteers out in the community. We look after the IKEA tree lot. And so we staff their tree lot from all of November, all of December. And that again is completely volunteer run. And uh, they give us a wonderful donation in exchange for that. And then of course the drivers on delivery day. Um, and this year they'll make appointments and they'll register in advance, which is brand new. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all those little pieces. And then all of the actual volunteers on delivery day that manage parking and they're on the radios and they're working inside and they're bringing bags up to the cars. There's it's, it's never ending. If I started to list every way, <laughs> every position out there, it, it really does. It just goes on and on and on about the, the amount of people that help out. Okay. So it's hard to talk about anything this year without touching on how the pandemic is affecting things. And with such a huge network of people working together to deliver toys, I wanted to know how Santa's Anonymous has had to adjust for this year. Um, so for COVID uh, precautions, we're holding toys for 72 hours. That's the biggest thing. So we're really only in operation for about four weeks where we have the volume of toys we need, the applications in, and we're able to really move. And so holding those toys for 72 hours, that's a long time for us three days. So, but every toy that comes in, we're holding, and then teddy bears and anything soft, like plush of any kind, is actually being held for seven days. That was a recommendation from Alberta Health Services. So, 
again, a lot of those plush and teddy bears were just trying to discourage people from donating those last year. We do have a lot from the teddy bear toss with the Oil Kings last year, so we don't need teddy bears this year. Um, and then we've also redesigned our gifting process. So we used to kind of congregate at a table and everyone would share and you'd be all crowded around shoulder to shoulder. And <laughs> so what we've done is create stations uh, that people can actually work at. So it's not as crowded and you have your own bins. You're only touching one bin at a time and not sharing it with other people. And then of course we have to wear masks and we've limited the number of people in that redesign. We've gone from about 20 people in our gifting room at one time down to eight or 10. So a lot less people, which means we need the less people to do more work. Our volunteers have always come through and we have, we have no doubt this year that, that it'll happen, but we have had some teary phone calls from volunteers who have volunteered for years and have said, you know, I'm in a more vulnerable age category and I just can't risk it this year. And those are difficult conversations to have, but it's people really have to do what's best for them. Absolutely. Has there been an increase in, an increase in recipients? Um, so we are expecting about a 15% increase. Uh, the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton actually looks after the intake for Santa's Anonymous. So we don't have our hand kind of in that day to day to kind of keep those numbers up to date. But that is what we're expecting just between people being laid off. And now even if these lockdowns that are happening right in this moment this week, if that gets worse, we could expect even more that if people are laid off again or things like that that um, even just the arts community this week is really affected. So who knows? Uh, we, we are we are making sure that we're ready to fill that need if, if it comes up. So. Yeah, it's going to be challenging, challenging Christmas for a lot of people, I think. And that's one of our messages this year is, you know, we have, I, picked, I had a phone call actually almost a month ago now, and it was dad calling saying, I'm the one who always drops a toy in the box. And like, and his voice was breaking over the phone saying, I need help this year and I like I can't believe I'm in this position and and I'm just trying to get the message across to people that this is what we're here for like it might, might be just this one year it might be that this affects you for a couple of years but this is what this organization is here for and the Christmas Bureau and all these organizations we're ready to help and that's that's what we want to do. This year Santa's Anonymous has even helped other organizations with a little extra care. There's, there's sometimes just organ, other organizations are looking for supports. This year with COVID, there was a lot of outreach uh, with different organizations, just making sure we could help in any way we could, even though it wasn't our season. So um, it could be anything from Meals on Wheels. We gave teddy bears to, um, to some seniors on Mother's Day and Father's Day as well. And the stories we got back from that were just incredible. So we just try to help out as much as we can throughout the season. Hearing about the number of people who come together to donate toys sort and handpick them specially for each child, make the deliveries, and coordinate all the logistics to make this possible, has definitely put me in the holiday mood. And one of my favorite things is to hear stories, especially when the wind is cold and there's snow outside. So I asked Jocelyn and Janine to share a special memory that they have from their time with Santa's Anonymous. Um, as a recipient, I don't really remember the specific gifts that I got, which really goes to show that it is the thought that counts, <laughs> um, because I was just happy to go downstairs and see something <laughs> and be able to spend that time with my family. Um, as a volunteer, I think that it's really cool to put together the gifts 
because I can see some gifts that I had when I was a kid, toys, and oh, I love the mystery between or of um, like who's gonna get this gift and what kind of impact it's gonna have on them. That's my favorite part. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was gonna ask the same question of you too, Janine. Do you have a, a favorite aspect of your work or a favorite memory or? Well, so for me, uh, before I started, I've worked at Santa's, this is my fifth season. Uh, but before that, uh, I was a driver for the last, like since I left high school, since I was in high school, um, I was always a delivery day driver. And I thought that that sparkle would kind of wear off. But that morning on delivery day, when we open the doors and these people stream in, they haven't registered in advance. They are just showing up because we put a call out and they're just there to help. And every, like I'm getting goosebumps right now. It fills my eyes with tears. I just, it's just that flow of love that everyone is just there to help that day. And, and people come back over and over, they drop off and they come back and they want to take as many, like fill the car up as big as they can. And it's just that, that day is just the most magical thing. It's kind of all of those little tiny pieces coming together. You see the big picture on that one day. That's amazing. It's the, the best place to be in Edmonton, let me tell you, on <laughs> in December. <laughs> is, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't get to? So we are celebrating our 65th year this year. And so what we've done is we're honoring um, 65 heroes who have impacted the program. So it could be anyone uh, from volunteers to board members um, to different companies and businesses who have stepped up throughout the years and ha have helped supported us. And uh, so that's, that's sort of one thing that we're doing just to, to kind of give back and recognize people who have really made an impact in the program. And um, we are asking if people want to make a $65 donation for the 65th year, they can do that on our website at anonymous.ca. Thank you so much for, again, making the time to, to talk with me and to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. A big thanks to Jocelyn Roberts and Jeanine Foote for sharing your time with us. If you want to learn more about Santa's Anonymous, how to volunteer, and where to drop off toys, visit santasanonymous.ca. If you're interested in helping to deliver toys, better sign up now. Delivery days will be December 12th and 13th. And Santa's Anonymous also has an endowment fund here at ECF. The fund helps ensure a stable funding resource so they can continue their work, even in times of uncertainty, like this year. We'll have a link to all of these in our show notes. Hey, Andrew, do you remember any special gifts that made you feel especially cared about? I sure do. When I was in grade four or grade five, my dad built my sister and I all of our very own toboggans. And uh, they went like snot down the hill. Um, they looked like really homemade. And, you know, we got some funny looks bringing them uh, to the top of the hill. But once we started going down um, and, you know, just like blowing past everybody, uh, they were sort of the talk of the hill. And I just remember being really proud uh, of my sled and uh, very thankful to my dad for putting the time in to, uh, to build those. Uh, how about you, Elizabeth? I actually thought about this for a minute and I don't really remember anything particular. Like we always had great Christmases. I'm not saying that we didn't, but um, I always enjoyed giving gifts more. I love putting the thought in of finding that perfect thing for somebody or making it a big surprise. And that's just to me that makes my Christmas special. Um, this year we're, I hope they're not listening, but we're doing a 12 days of Christmas for my stepson and his girlfriend and um, we're going to be delivering a gift every day for them. 
And Lisa, what about you? What Have you got one? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite gifts that I received was from my family when I was, I think I was 18 and I was just starting post-secondary. Money was, was always a stress point in my family. So like going to university was a really big deal. And uh, I was putting myself through school with as much help and support as my family could give. And it was a really stressful year for all of us that year. I remember there being a lot of talk around Christmas being small and we were not going to be able to do a lot. And so my mom handed me a box and I opened the lid and there was cash. And at first I was like, I mean, I knew we weren't going to do a lot, but like felt like a last minute thing. Um, And then I started to count it and it was this hodgepodge of like 20s and 5s and 10s and like a 50 and some change. And, And it all came to nearly $500 that they had been saving for what must have been at least a few months for me to put towards my textbooks. And that was that was one of the most touching gifts I'd, I'd ever received. So, hey, listeners, thanks for listening to our stories. If you have a story to share about a special holiday memory, about time with your family, please post it on our Facebook page. We would love to see them. Awesome. Just one more thing before we go. We are continuing to offer support through our COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund and through all of our regular granting streams. So be sure to check out those links too. You can see if you're eligible to receive funding or find out how you can help. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to share it with your friends and family. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find us. Visit us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonkink. Until Until next next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation. And is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well endowed.